Welcome to the Growing in Christ podcast, where we are rooted in living water and growing closer to our purpose in Christ. I am your host, Shador Foy. Now let's get growing. Today we are on chapter 17, and I encourage you all to grab your Bibles and your pencils and your pens and your notebooks and all types of crafty stuff like that, and let's dive in with verse 1. It says, better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. Verse 2 says, a wise servant will rule over a son who causes shame and will share an inheritance among the brothers. Verse 3 says, the refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. Verse 4 says, an evildoer gives heed to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. Verse 5 says, he who mocks the poor reproaches his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. So, in verse 5, I want to talk about the second part of it where it says, he who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. So, We have to realize that we don't even have to be the one doing evil. You know, we will say, well, we didn't do it. Well, if you're glad about it, if you are encouraging it, you still get that same punishment. You know, it's like the scripture that says, whatsoever a man thinketh, that so he is. If you you think about doing wrong, if you enjoy watching wrongdoing if you enjoy drama if you enjoy listening to gossip and even though you're not spreading rumors but you love to just hear it and listen to it you love to watch it all the time your hands are in the pot too you know it's just as if you were doing it because you are encouraging it and I know sometimes that can be hard I mean for me it was hard for me at a time because I was going through a time where I was like okay God I'm not doing it, but I know that I'm not not encouraging it either. You know, we're not supposed to, as Christians, we're not supposed to encourage evil doing. Uh, just as well as we're not supposed to do it, we're not supposed to encourage it either. And there were times in my life where I wouldn't do it, but I would encourage it. And I'd, you never know, when you are that one person that stands up and says that I'm not going to watch this. You don't know how many other people that will change or when you say that you're not going to listen to that or you're not going to even hear somebody talk about a rumor on a certain person or a certain subject. You don't know how many people that you are encouraging in that one act of integrity. So we just have to be mindful that us as being Christians, that high calling, another thing a part of that high calling is having integrity and that is something that I personally am trying to work on here recently just working on my integrity and standing up for what's right no matter who it is or no matter what person is around you know just making sure that I am in that place with God because it's one thing to say God I want to be in that place with you but it's another thing to actually show him that and honestly show myself that as well And then in verse 6, it says, Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Verse 7 says, Excellent speech is not becoming to a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. Verse 8 says, A present is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Wherever he turns, he prospers. 
Verse 9 says, He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates the best of friends. So we have to make sure that we're always covering each other's transgressions, you know? And it's kind of like, I remember one time in the podcast saying, like, when people would say, forgive, but don't forget, and how I'd say I didn't really agree with that, because in the Bible, it constantly tells us that we are supposed to cover each other's transgressions and to not uh, bring it up all the time, you know? You're not supposed to always bring up what somebody did even if you're friends and even if you're just playing around and you're just like remember when that person did that remember when that person did that just like all the time like you know that really hurts somebody that's bringing somebody down and I mean a quote from my mother was if is you what you're saying to heal or to hurt you know you got to think about that before you say something and we should not always try and bring up each other's transgressions you know our love should cover that it should be like yeah I know that you did this but so what and you know you can't truly love somebody unless you ever unless you say that unless you say I know you did this but so what because you know we're all l every last one of us will have to stand before the king in judgment day and it doesn't matter if you have m if you have murdered or if you've lied you know you are still that's still a sin you know there's no such thing as a little sin a big sin you know something that's okay you know if you lie you'll you'll get through you'll you're okay no god says a lying tongue is an abomination to him we learn that that is something that god hates and something as as we call so little as lying God hates that. He's like, no, I cannot stand that, you know? So we have to make sure that we're walking in love and just loving people no matter what they've done. Because God loves us no matter what we've done. I mean, God gave his son to shed his blood and it took us some years to claim him as our savior. That could be grudge worthy. You know, somebody could hold a grudge against that. It shouldn't have took you this long to figure out <laughs> that, you know, I am the only one that can save. It shouldn't have taken you this long to figure out that I am something that is of value to your life. You know, God could have grudges with us, you know, and those grudges could last. And he could be justified for his. So we have to make sure that, you know, we're not always reminding other people because what if God reminded us what if every time we were facing a situation and we prayed and God was like yeah I'm gonna do this for you even though even though you lie even though you stole that one time even though it took you this long to claim me as your savior but sure 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 I'll help you even though even though you trust in your friends more than you trust in me and you spend time with them more than you spend time with me but sure sure I'll help you in your situation that doesn't sound like love you know we honestly I don't know how many of y'all but like me personally I don't even know if I'd want to come to God if God always said that to me and put me down Every time I asked him for help and reminding me of all my transgressions. That doesn't sound like the God of love. And we have to make sure that we're sounding like the people of love. When we're always putting somebody down for their transgressions, 
we're don't we don't sound like the people of love we don't sound like uh the people that serve a god who is love that's not what we sound like we don't sound like representatives of a kingdom of love and of a welcoming family that's not what we sound like when we do that so we have to make sure that that that's a part of our high calling to be representatives of the kingdom and then in verse nine i mean in verse 10 it says reproof is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool 11 says an evil man seeks only rebellion therefore a cruel messenger will be sent against him verse 12 says let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly verse 13 says whoever rewards evil for good evil will not depart from his house verse 14 says the beginning of strife is like releasing water therefore stop contention before a quarrel starts so you know when i'm reading this verse and when i think about it when it says the beginning of strife is like releasing water therefore stop contention before a quarrel starts meaning that you know you don't know the end of that water you know it could be a lot of water just gushing forth and you know when water's been held up and then you take that cap off of it or you take that um that board away from it it starts bursting forth and that's the same thing with strife you know once you once you've allowed yourself to take the cap off or to remove the standard it starts gushing forth that water starts pushing forth with some force to it so you have to make sure that you you stop strife before it even starts you know if you don't want that type of battle and nobody should want that type of battle honestly and then in verse sorry 15 it says he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just both of them alike are an abomination to the lord so we have to make sure that we're not always justifying the wicked and i know that i i have to work on that too like i have to work on not justifying the wicked all the time because sometimes i like to justify people and i shouldn't always do that and my part where i've messed up and manipulated the word in my mind is like treat others how you want to be treated but we also have to know before we can put that verse into effect we have to know how god treats us and you know you know because i mean i'd want to get away with something you know i wouldn't want somebody to always correct me all the time sometimes sometimes i just want to get away with it sometimes i just want to do what i want to do but once you once wisdom kicks in and a wise person kicks in the person that the god that god wants me to be a wise person loves being corrected he will thank you for reproof so i have to make sure that you know when it says treat others how you want to be treated you have to make sure that you're that person that wants to be treated how god wants to treat you you know not just how you in your mind you know there is a way that seems right to a man that seemed right to me, but you have to make sure that you treat others how you want to be treated and you know how you want to be treated through how God treats you. And that's how you have to look at it. So you cannot always, um, 
justify the wicked and condemn the just. Like you can't just be against the just. And also we have to make sure that we're not judgmental people because, you know, when you, you, I don't know if you've seen where people are on movies or on TV or just heard them, somebody talking and they'll talk bad about something like the the about about someone and they'll talk really mean about someone and then they'll figure out who they are and they'll be like oh i didn't i didn't know you were that person i i didn't know that you you own this i didn't know that you you were that you know that's what we may do so we have to not judge because you never know who you're talking about you could be talking about somebody the way somebody's dressing or you could be just talking all off the wall about somebody and then figure out that they're a pastor or that they work in ministry or that they're a woman or a man of God. And that that's going to hit hard. You know, when you figure that out, it's going to make your cheeks red. You know, you're going to want to be ashamed and if you're not wanting to be ashamed i mean i'm going to honestly go into some deep prayer for you because you would you want to feel that conviction if you will not necessarily be ashamed but feel that deep conviction and um yes because you know we all should feel conviction when we've done wrong and that conviction leads to repentance so it is a good thing but yes, yeah, so we never know who we're talking about. And that's something that I had to do myself, you know, because I don't want to judge other people because I don't know who I'm talking about. You know, I could be talking about somebody who has millions of dollars, you know, and they could be rich, you know, and I wouldn't want somebody to talk about me that way. You know, if I did something and then they just gravitated to that one wrong thing that I did, I wouldn't want somebody to judge me that way. So yes, and I shouldn't want somebody to justify me when I'm doing wrong either. So through growing in Christ, you know, through this process and my walk with God, I have realized how to really understand the word and take the word into effect in my life and not bend it to for it to mean what I want it to mean and just not just to use it in certain circumstances. One of the um parts of my mission for growing in Christ is being able to apply the word, just teaching us how to truly apply the word and not just, you know, read it and take it with a grain of salt, but actually applying it to our lives and gaining that understanding from the word. And then in verse 16, it says, why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom since he has no heart for it? Verse 17, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Verse 18 says, a man devoid of understanding shakes hands in a pledge and becomes surety for his friend. Verse 19 says, he who loves transgression loves strife, and he who, sorry, and he who exalts his gate seeks destruction. Verse 20 says, he who has a deceitful heart finds no good and he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil verse 21 says he who begets a scoffer does so to his sorrow and the father of a fool has no joy so we have to make sure that we are blessings 
to our parents. You know, we have to make sure that we, it is our responsibility as children to be blessings unto our parents by having wisdom and by not being foolish. And that doesn't mean being wise when you're in front of them and then going out and being foolish um, when you're not in their presence because you never know who's watching you, you know. And of course, God is watching you and, you know, other people can be watching you too. And that's that's even worse, you know, to be a parent and think that your child is like this. And then you have somebody, whether it be somebody else's parent or somebody else's child saying, well, did you know your child does this or acts like this? So we have to make sure that we are being blessings to our parents and make sure that we are blessing them with the way that we act. And I, I know sometimes, well, for myself, sometimes it's like, it's hard for me to, you know, be that blessing sometimes but we have to realize that you know we want our kids to bless us if we intend on having kids and we would want our kids to be blessing to us and it's like you know kids are like not like an object but like a trophy you know like look at my kids straight A's you know so you would want your child to be a blessing unto you and to bless your heart now they may not be everything that you want them to be and I'm not saying to equal up to every single one of your parents' expectations. No, again, it's like figuring out what God wants and then adding up to what God wants, not just what you want. So it's not about adding up to their expectations when I say to be blessings unto them, but to bless them by, you know, being wise, being respectful, being good being obedient you know listening and different things like that and it is a it is a blessing to serve you know one time I was like so upset for like always doing stuff for my parents or different things and I get angry about it and God just spoke to me and he was like it is a blessing to be able to serve your parents you know so that is something that you should be happy about being able to serve your parents like that should be a joyous thing you should jump to being able to serve them and you know I was I was a little bit hesitant when I took that word but it is true you know we should be grateful to be able to serve our parents and to show them that we love them through serving them and through being a blessing to them and then in verse 20 Two, it says, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Verse 23 says, a wicked man accepts a bribe behind the back to pervert the ways of justice. Verse 24 says, wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. So we have to make sure that we are walking in wisdom so wisdom can affect our sight. And that is something that will be a blessing unto us for wisdom to affect our sight. It will change who we hang around. It will change what we watch. And kind of like the last podcast when I was talking about how it's super cool how God just changes us. And it's like we don't realize it, but God is constantly changing us. And once we desire those things, once we desire wisdom and desire his love and desire his peace and his joy and desire God and the things of God, once that becomes a true desire in our hearts, 
it's easy to change, you know, those things will change things for us. It's easy to change the people that we hang around because it won't even be a desire of ours. Once wisdom like opens our eyes and like wipes the scales from our eyes and we're delivered, it's going to be hard. You're not going to want to hang around the same people who have held you from being in that place with God because you're not you're not going to want to go back. You know, you're not going to want to go back to that place of not being having this great prayer life of not reading the word of God. It is going to become interesting to you. And I say this out of a testimony because when I wasn't so deep in God and was I wasn't so willing to connect with God, I was like, God, I don't know because then what if I want to go back? What if what if something happens and I accidentally go back? But it's not it's not going to be a desire. You you will be changed by God and transformed by God. So it's not something to be afraid of when you when God is um, speaking through others or just speaking to you directly and he's saying about how your friends have to change or how you're you can't walk with the same family that you used to walk with or how you have to leave everything behind and take up your cross and follow Jesus it's not going to be that hard you know it's not going to be super hard to do and I used to think God I can't I can't even imagine that you know I think that's going to be hard but once you once God becomes a desire of yours, you're, you're going to be quick to get those friends out of your life. You're going to be quick to separate from those people. It, you're going to pray, God, deliver me from these people. Deliver me from these things. You're, you're not going to want it. You are going to, once you get in that place where you're like, God, I desire you and the things of you, once you get into that place you're you're not going to want the same wants that you have while you're at this place so um verse 25 says a foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him verse 26 says also to punish the righteous is not good nor to strike princes for their uprightness verse 27 Oh, well, let me go back to verse 26, actually. Um, so we should not talk bad against the righteous. Like, that's not something that we should do. That is something that is truly a no-no, you know, because God God truly cares about his. And even if you, you are a righteous person against another righteous person, that doesn't mean anything. You still, you still are held accountable for your actions, no matter what position you're in. So, you know, you have to realize that verse that says, touch not my anointed, nor do my prophets any harm. That is true. You know, we, we're not to talk bad about each other. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if that person is doing wrong. You pray for that person or you go to that person directly and you say, well, hey, I don't, I don't think this is right. And I'm going to leave you with the scripture or do you need me to pray for you? or what's going on, you're acting out of character, you know, that's what you do. You you don't talk about that person and whisper behind their back or think bad about that person or think some type of way about them. You That's not something that you do. That's not your place, you know, and we have to realize that even about each other, you know, because there will be times, you know, love is tested. 
there will be times where, you know, somebody will be at a righteous place and you might be like, well, who do they think they are? That's not your place to know who they are, you know? That is between them and God who they are. And as a, as a Christian, if you're a Christian, if you claim to be a Christian and they claim to be a Christian, by reading God's word, you should already know who they are. You know, you should already know that they are uh, uh, beloved by God, that they are a chosen people by God. You You should already know that. If you read God's word, you should already know that they have Jehovah as their friend, that they walk with God. You should know that. So we have to make sure that us being brothers and sisters in Christ, that we're not we're not against each other. How can two people walk together lest they agree? You know, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And we are all one body of Christ. So we cannot be divided against ourselves, you know. And then... In verse 27, it says, He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. So it's back to talking about how our words should be few. And, you know, um, you know, kind of like that saying, think before you speak. More like acknowledge God before you speak, you know. Like, just make sure that our words are few concerning other people we don't have to give an elaborate speech and different things and with wisdom we can't always tell everybody everything you know there's certain and wisdom will open our eyes to see who we can tell what and who we can't because we're not supposed to always even blessings you know some people we just can't tell them to because some people aren't on that level with god and some people don't take heed to God's word and you may tell them something and now they're thinking against you. You may tell them that, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm fin to get this new job and it's going to be so cool and it pays $20 per hour and I'm so excited for it. And then that person is like, oh, well, I hope you don't get it. Well, you won't, you won't never get that job. You, you shouldn't even hope for it. You shouldn't even, you shouldn't even wish for it. You know, you, you won't get it. You know, you, you struggling with the job that you got now. So why, why would God give you another job? Like, come on, let's be real here. They will, certain people will just bash you and talk against your, you and different things. And you can't allow that into your spirit. Though sometimes we feel like we can deflect certain things and deflect word curses. We have to realize that sometimes God doesn't even want us to allow certain people to put that in the atmosphere. So he'll tell us, don't tell that person. Wisdom will let us know. Oh, yeah, that's your friend, but don't tell them. Don't don't tell them that you got that you're looking into this college. Don't don't tell them that you're looking into doing that. Don't tell them this. Don't tell them that. Because certain people will try and put you down. And certain people will try and speak word curses against you. And sometimes it's nothing to do with, you know, them hating you or anything. But it's just who they are. You know, sometimes if you've ever had friends or people in your family that just speak negative against stuff. And you're like, wow, can you can you say something positive? Can you say something nice? Sometimes that's just what they, that's their habit. And God loves us so much that he doesn't want our blessings to be cursed 
by somebody else's habit. So he'll tell us, don't tell that person. And then in verse 28, it says, even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. So we have to make sure that we're not always trying to get our point across, you know, that we're not always trying to tell somebody off, if you will, that we're not always trying to one up somebody and different things like that. We have to make sure that we hold our peace and that we we seek God and what we need to say because I know sometimes people will say things towards us or to us just to get a reaction out of us and just to hear what we're going to say. And some people have no intentions about hearing the truth or what we are actually going to say because they just want to they just want some words to come out of our mouth so they can twist them and make them say whatever they want it to mean make it mean whatever they want it to mean and you know so some people we just we just gotta hold our peace because we know that certain people want to get a certain reaction out of us for a hidden agenda and we're just not going to give them that reaction that they were hoping and expecting so that is the end of chapter 17 you guys and i'm so excited for this new year and I'm just so excited for the blessings of God. And I pray that you all are looking for the blessings of God. And honestly, a little encouragement. I know these podcasts have been like 30 minutes long or longer. And some of them have been a little shorter. But God, I pray that God just blesses you for the time that you are dedicating unto him. Just listening to it. And it's not its not for my glory, but it's for his glory. And I am glad that you are taking the time out of your day to get some insight on proverbs this month and just really listening and i'm i'm so excited and i'm so thankful for you all you all are blessing my soul even even the ones who come later i mean this word is still you know for you guys you guys bless my soul like i am so thankful for you taking the time out of your day to actually come and listen to the podcast and listen to the proverbs and i pray that god blesses you so much for growing in him and diving deeper into him so yes i'm going to leave you all with that and remember to connect your faith with god's promises and throughout this year it is so vital and i encourage you guys i even challenge you guys to just pick out some of god's promises that you that you really like like let's say Let's say um, you guys pick out five and I have some promises that I am going to confess myself from God. And let's say that you pick out five promises and get those five scriptures to match up with those promises or even like five things that, you know, you want to happen in your life and get those things and just read them every day and claim them like truly claim them and decree them and just make sure that they are settling into your soul so yes today i am going to challenge you all with that just getting five promises of god just looking it up online and the ones that stick with you and the verses that go along with them and just claiming them every day just trying to remember to claim them every day those are the promises of god over your life And I cannot wait till you all are amazed 
with the manifestation of the promises because I know I can't wait till I'm amazed with the manifestation of the promises that I have been confessing over my own life. So I am excited for you all as well and for you all's blessing. So yes, I challenge you all with that today and that will be connecting your faith with God's promises and just allowing your faith to really dive deep into those things like saying them with power and saying them out loud showing God you are serious God you promised this like thousands of years ago and I want it over my life my mother may have not gotten it my father may have not gotten it my my great great grandparents may have not gotten it but Lord I'm coming to you and I'm claiming it and I want it and because they didn't get it I want it in double portion you know, we, God wants us to declare those things unto him. He wants us to have that faith to say, God, you are the God that is more than enough. Lord, you are my helper. You are my strong tower. Lord, give me the desires of my heart. Give me what I want. Give me this, you know, and not saying it like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And just always being a taker from God, but truly depending on God and having faith. That shows God that you have faith. To step out on faith and say, God, I want this. God, I desire it. Because guess what? God desired it first. It's it's not a desire in you to have greater than where you're at. Because the world says, you got to work hard if you want to get at a higher level. You know, that's just something that you got to do. Money's not going to fall from the sky. You know, you um, you, what you want is not going to fall from the sky. Happiness is not that close to you. Peace isn't that close to you. You got to do a five-step program that may or may not work to get some peace in your life. You know, but you have to, God desires those things for you. God said, I'm the one who desires peace over your life. I'm the one who desires joy over your life. All you have to do is connect your faith. To that connect your faith to my promise i i desire it for you so i'm going to be happy when you desire it for yourself peace love and joy all those things god desires for us before we even figure out to desire it for ourselves so he's excited when we come to him and we say god i want joy because he's like yes i've been wanting it for you since the day you were born and now you want it too so now i can give it to you without forcibly putting it on you yes god is so excited when we connect our faith with that so just remember that all throughout this year and just being like god you you desired that I have peace before I did. So I'm I'm connecting my faith with your promise and I now I'm coming to the place where I want it too. I'm coming to the place where I want joy too. God, you said you desire that you shall hold no good thing from me. So I'm coming to the place where I, I don't want any good thing held from me either. So God, I want to connect my faith with your promise so that I can see manifestation. That is what we have to do. And I I say this so much because I'm trying to say this for myself as well. And this is how I personally feel about it between me and God's relationship. And I hope that you all feel the same within your own personal relationship. I am your host, Shadora Foy. And thanks for joining the Growing in Christ podcast. Growing does not stop here. You can find the Growing in Christ blog on our website that can be found in our bio. 
Not only does the Growing in Christ website house our blog, it also shows you where you can find us on our social media. Always remember Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. For through this verse, we know that if we keep on trusting in God, simultaneously, we'll keep on growing in God.